0: Day of the Beast audio game, Keeper's Diary, Episode 2. So this is uh, the second uh, episode uh, of this uh, Keeper's Diary. Essentially I'll be sort of going over my impressions of how the campaign is going. Uh, lots of spoilers here, so uh, if you're not at all interested in uh, in hearing about all the gory details, then you should uh, definitely turn off now. Chapter 3 of the uh, audio campaign is set in New York, it's entitled The Dreamer, and this is the, actually the original first scenario from the Fungi from Yagoth, uh, which is the original name of the campaign. And so um, having had the opportunity in Chapter 1 to work with Paul LeMond, the idea is that they're a little more, uh, they have a little more buy-in, they're a little more um, more reason to want to investigate his disappearance. Um, so in general, the you know the the initial part is pretty straightforward. I think um, the clues that are there. There's a few extra uh, clues, a few extra people uh, that you can talk to uh, in order to help sort of uh, provide some more clues. There's um, Herb Whitefield, Secretary Betty, uh, and also uh, Cecilia Peters, who is a new uh, a new person uh, a new NPC. Um, I was very, very amused when uh, the players, uh, as they were trying to get into to uh, speak to Clarence Rogers, um, I really don't know why they decided that they had to confront him face to face. It seems like if they had suspicions about him already, uh, they would just go around and try to break into his apartment when he wasn't there. But instead, they cooked up a number of, I must say, rather harebrained schemes to try to uh, get him to open his door. Uh, with the, the pizza delivery and sh- shutting off his power and whatnot. And in general, at this point, I figured, well, uh, story-wise, Clarence, although he wants to kill the, the, the player characters, he doesn't want to do it in his apartment. That would raise way too many questions. So I figured that unless they really tried breaking down his door, um, they weren't going to get in there. I wanted to try to get them to look uh, or to, you know, to sort of break in while he wasn't there. Um So, when they shut off the power, I decided that at this point he would just say, "'Okay, look, these people are onto me i 'll just go ahead and take my stuff and leave um because he didn 't want you know he didn 't want them to see his face and and whatnot um They kind of do this uh, another way to meet Mr. Rogers is for him to come to them in the form of this other character or not uh, n p c uh, this investigator for the insurance company and that 's uh, you know that 's okay, but um you know, they were able to find the card. Uh, his business card or calling card and so that wasn't uh too bad uh i was really hoping when they broke in uh to to clarence's apartment that they would turn on the communicator uh i really wanted uh the chance first of all to show them this pic the picture uh of the great race there's there's not a bad picture in the day of the beast book itself uh i have a copy of the um the, the field guide to cthulhu monsters and so that's got the nicer full color uh, image of, uh, or, uh, uh, painting, uh, I think it's by Tom Sullivan, uh, of the, uh, of one of the great race. And, uh, given that it looks like it's supposed to kind of act as sort of, you know, as though it were summoning the creature there, although it's, you know, uh, sort of 21st century, of course, it's a hologram of some sort. But I was really hoping that if they would turn that on and then I, you know, then, uh, this thing would appear and they would start shooting at it. And I was enjoying all, I was. Just really planning how I was going to uh, to deal with that. Um, sadly, even though they've got one character who's like the, the ma- you know Mister Mechanical Repair and Electrical Repair, um, they didn't go for it, which uh, disappointed me a lot. Um, but they still they did find uh, all the, the the right clues. Um, my gosh, uh, the whole notion of talking to Bugsy Wexler. I mean, uh, I I was really figuring what you know hoping that they would just, you know, they would, they they went to the warehouse, they could see it's on the waterfront, you know, just a nice little small place. And I figured, okay, they might stake it out, or they might just knock and just say, you know, we're investigating and we want to just ask a few questions. We're not police and all that stuff. And instead, they come up with this scheme to crash the truck into the front, the the garage, the roll-up garage. And so I you know I didn't want to really tell them that was a totally stupid idea. I mean, you know, I I do want to to try to let them, you know, make their own mistakes. But um it was really I I mean, they had the 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 bad guys had to react the way they were going to react. I mean, there really was no way L- looking at it from their point of view, they're just sitting there in their office and all of a sudden this this truck comes barreling through the garage. Of course they're going to start shooting at it because they think they're going to they're being attacked. And when they go outside and they see this car running, you know, peeling away, of course they're going to shoot at the car because that's where they think the attack came from. So, um, you know, I was not expecting a firefight. And I did, again, I somewhat pulled pulled my punches there. Um, again, with with only three player characters, I must say, I, am, I do feel, or I did feel, a little bit limited in what I could get away with. Um, but I think that, you know, giving Seamus some pretty good wounds, I think... Got them uh, thinking a little bit better about uh, about that particular uh, <laughs> about doing something like that in the future. We'll see. Uh, once they finally made it uh, to the place where Paul is being held, um, I figured it was you know given again given the nature of things it was pretty straightforward that an orderly would show up. Uh, not show up would accompany them to the room, and that was nice because it gave me a target for Clarence Rogers' gun. Again, you know I didn't want to be so obvious uh you know that I was trying to pull punches but it was very nice to have that extra npc there um and so you know they managed to to uh to to get him uh, to get him free and i think actually that resolved fairly straightforwardly i think they applied the right kind of twist to make sure that he would get treatment and uh, i was i was pretty happy with that particular um uh, with that particular section um Section, or Chapter 4, uh, London Calling, set, of course, in London. This is another one of the new uh, scenarios that was added into the campaign. Fun- the original Fungi from Yugoth never had this. And this scenario, or, or this portion chapter, um, tries to bring in a little bit more of the backstory, or at least setting the seeds for what is NWI doing, what is this whole plan, what is the Day of the Beast and bringing in this uh this serpent man Dr. Lewis who's trying to basically play both sides against the middle East he's um using his serum for his own purposes um to get both the anarchists and the fascists to fight and that bring that lets uh in this other uh, you know sort of law and order type candidate uh into parliament and so you know it's it's not a it's not a bad plot i mean um once they once they figured it out it was you know kind of like oh so okay that's what he's doing the trouble with that i found with this scenario is that it is kind of hard actually um to figure that out you really have to um well first of all you have to you have to either have to track down um uh oh brother what's his name you have to track down the the guy who's in, uh, who used to be uh the head of the uh, anarchists and you then which is actually not hard, there's actually some clues that lead you there, but then you also, in order to figure out that the fascists have been doing things, you have to go to one of their meetings, or you have to try to talk with one of them, and it's kind of set up in such a way that it's actually hard to do that. Uh, The timeline doesn't really let you visit a fascist event, there's really no obvious headquarters for them, Um, and after the trouble they had with meeting the first MP, it's a little harder to, to sort of meet the second one, so uh, I felt that the timeline, I, I know why it's there, setting up for the 5th of November, uh, but I didn't like that particularly much. I felt that that constrained, uh, constrained things a little bit. Um, I was pleased that they did try to save um, the one minister. I felt that that, um, despite the way they did it by stealing a car and crashing through uh, you know, a fence, okay, maybe not realistic, but it was a good story you know it was good for the story to let them do that and so i felt that uh, i would let them uh, sort of get away with that um i thought it was great the uh, w- when i was rolling jump rolls to see um who made it you know did they land successfully in this blanket that they that they spread uh and unfortunately i rolled a 00, zero for poor mrs Bra- uh, Br- branston uh for um yeah so, um, well, okay, she rolled that, so it was it made good sense to just okay let her let her die. But they managed to save uh, one other one, and I thought that worked pretty well. Uh, even though that's not really well described in there, I thought it turned out pretty good. And of course, uh, rolling a zero, a, a, a double lot to um, hit one of the bobbies, I thought that was very funny. It would have been nice to have a few more maps of the area. I kind of knew, uh, I knew a little bit about the particular suburbs of London. Um, just you know, uh, general knowledge, and then of course, if you have uh, Cthulhu by Gaslight, there's a good map there. Or if you just are interested and you've gone and done your research, um, you know, certainly Google Maps will show you, or any of the any guidebook, uh, competent guidebook. But still, it would have been uh, kind of nice to have uh, something there. Um, oh, it was Miss, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dawes Daw that uh, die in the fire it took them, it did take them a while to figure out I, I and and it is a little tricky to try to actually get into to to see dr lewis um they do have kind of lots of people there and um you know i was they were they they did finally make it in there i thought again this it it's kind of tricky it's not very easy to actually do this and uh, i thought the way they did it was okay but i wasn't partic- you know I, I thought it was a little clumsy in, in having to make them do this much to to sort of set that up of course, once they get downstairs and you know, into the basement and find um well, they don't know it's his brother um and not until they read the journal, so all they know is that there's this you know this this sort of mutant thing there, and uh, I thought that was funny that they kidnapped him. I couldn't believe I was really thinking that they would kill him and um and instead, they decided to kidnap him, which I thought was interesting, and then they kept him uh kept him locked up in in this hotel room. <laughs> Uh, and gave him no food and no place to go to the bathroom. So I thought that was kind of, uh, that was kind of funny. And, um, you know, the way they sort of finished that off, um, kind of, you know, using uh, Robert Carrington, this very rich NPC patron type, um, calling on his resources to uh, sort of set up a place to study. Uh, I thought that was pretty inventive. So um, I, I let that stand. I actually do plan later to have uh, Dr. Lewis escape and I think I'm planning to also have the place where they've stored they've sort of hidden away his brother. Um, probably that'll suffer, a, you know, a firebombing from a fire vampire. So, um, you know, just kind of, uh, I'm not necessarily sure I'm going to bring Doctor Lewis back into the campaign, but it's kind of nice to have him as sort of a bogeyman. It's like, oh my god, he escaped. Is he going to, you know, what does he know? Is he going to come after us? But I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty enjoyable too. Um, I would have liked to have seen. Uh, a, had a little bit more information on uh, the trip over, uh, not necessarily how long it would take, but um, just a little bit of, well, okay, um, what are the chances of them getting guns across? Um, some, you know, it, you know, it would be like a luck roll or, um, you know, what kind of bribe would be acceptable. That would have been useful to have, but, you know, just because it was, they're just going over there, so, it, you know, it's certainly acceptable to just sort of hand wave it. Uh, but later, when uh, they go across to Romania, I went and got a couple books on um, uh, on uh, the, the ocean liners of the 20s and 30s and a little bit more on the Orient Express because that's uh, kind of the, the way to get there. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, at this point, I think I'll call this episode to a close, and in the next episode, I'll talk about, uh, hopefully, chapters 5 and 6. See you next time. Bye-bye.